Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss, the host, and this is episode 84. As we sit down and talk to uh, um, a project that has got me very fascinated that uh, I reached out, and I I am very interested in what uh, we have our topic today, and our guest is Mr. Steve Snowy, the creator of America's Fighting Dinosaur. Steve, welcome to the show. Thanks, Richard. This is uh, this is kind of interesting. Um, as we were talking in- earlier, I showed my wife uh, your video briefly, and she was from across the room. She just took one look at it and said, "Wow, what is that?" And for the sake of our audience and our listeners, tell us a little bit about what is America's Fighting Dinosaur. <laughs> well, um, America's Fighting Dinosaur um, is a faux documentary. We like using the term faux documentary and not mockumentary, but a faux documentary about a uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex infantryman that fought for the Allies in World War II. So, <laughs> and that alone kind of can capture a lot of interest. People are like, what? Okay, but it can. But I'll admit <laughs> that when you say that, the initial reaction would be the word silly. Uh, yes. Right? Totally. But, <laughs> but that... But you, what I see when I go to your Kickstarter page is anything but silly. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's 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 kind of the line we're we're trying to ride. Where because um, at first, yeah, of course it's absurd. Uh, but kind of the point of our our whole project, and and hopefully the Kickstarter gets that across, is that we're trying to take the silly idea and think about it as seriously as possible. Think of all of the details. Um, just how everything would work, and uh, I, I I don't want to get too much into the actual content of the the, the movie that will eventually exist, but uh, we kind of we kind of uh, always imagine that the um, the real the humor of this of this this movie is not to make it full of jokes and no. you know winks, but to to treat Let it that, with total yep. seriousness. That's exactly. what the humor is. is the, yep. <laughs> and as a World War II fan, which I am, and as mm-hmm. a who's not a dinosaur fan, <laughs> it is it's so compelling that I I really want to see. I suddenly realized I want to see the movie. It made me want to break break out a bridge too far or you know exactly. D Day the longest <laughs> longest. And it was like, wow, this is really really good. So tell me about this process of. You're bringing a set of skills. Okay, for our listeners' sake, what we're doing is we're talking about uh, this falls under film. You're creating this faux documentary. And um, one of the key components of it, though, is using your skill set to create something that is incredibly believable on film. And mm. let's talk a little bit about your background, which which makes it possible for you to kind of do what you're doing. Sure. Um, yeah, I had um, since – Probably around 2006, I'd worked in the video game industry, and um, you know, you get lots of practice working with working in 3D models, animation, um, and kind of the way the video game industry is actually evolving now is there was a time where you would be like a very specific specialist for one type of thing, and as the years progressed and the industry shifted around, you start wearing all sorts of different hats. So, um, you know. From when I started to when I finished, I, of course, gathered all sorts of different skills using programs like After Effects and Photoshop and 3D Studio Max. and um, it, it, So making 3D objects, manipulating those, animating those um, became you know, a huge part of, of what will eventually show up in this project. And combined with 
um, my fiance, Lacey Lovett, the producer of this project, she is um, has is heavily involved in the Seattle film scene. So we have many friends who are careers are launching from film. So I've had you know, the good fortune to be around filmmakers and actors and on set and watching kind of that stuff, uh, watching this whole, watching this community sort of emerge and take off. And um, so, you know, it's sort of a serendipity where things are kind of converging and, uh, and I'm hoping to kind of leverage, <laughs> leverage both of those things to make this project successful. Well, let's talk about making this project successful because uh, what you're doing, and for those who uh, haven't had the chance, if you're listening and you get in front of a computer, the project is called America's Fighting Dinosaur. And the video that you've created has a, has some elements to it. The video I'm talking about mm. your Kickstarter video, not mm-hmm. the faux documentary. Right. <laughs> your Kickstarter video has some very cool aspects to it. Um, are you who's doing the writing and the um, because there's a strong it comes across very clearly that this is not amateur here this is top grade full production not only the filming the special effects but the writing and the directing you sat in a chair and talked I don't know how much um, sure <laughs> not to take away from any of the directors or producers but but it seems like there's much more than just you kind of putting a package a, a project together um well um. Uh, Lacey kind of takes care of keeping the train on the tracks. Um, it does a lot of research, researched a lot of our rewards and stuff like that. But in terms of the actual video itself, um, I that was all you. Pretty much made the whole thing. Yeah, I, I edited the whole thing together, and you know, kind of we kind of hashed out the dialogue, the uh, the <laughs> the middle section too, where uh, the little the little guy shows up. Um, I don't want to ruin that whole thing, but you know. If, people see the video, they'll see what I'm talking about, um, where we do kind of show off some of our special effects capabilities, I guess. Um, I kind of wanted the video, because that's, that's an important part about your Kickstarter video. It's, it's not only like your plea for people to, you know, help fund your project, but it's, it's kind of, it's, it should reflect what's going to happen, you know, like how well this video is going to look when it's done. So, uh, or how your project, yeah. Right, you're showing off the skill set of the product that you're trying to do. Correct. Yeah. So, so, so people can watch and be like, Oh, well, if they can make that, then this will hopefully be somewhere like that. So even the tone of the Kickstarter video, we want to do to maintain, you know, me talking very, not very seriously, seriously enough about how serious we wanted to take the project, how we were going to consider every detail, but then not let it get, too serious and then break it up right in the middle sure. to say, you know, we're still having fun here because this is a fun subject. But well, and, and, the music, <laughs> and the music actually, the, and I, want, I, want, I wanted to point this out because you make a point of, uh, of giving credit to the, the person who's, who's doing the music here. Mm. Um, it was subtle enough that you didn't realize <laughs> that the music had crept into your dialogue. Right, yeah. <laughs> until you ended it and then started it up again. Which makes you laugh and go, oh, I didn't even notice. <laughs> uh, so very, very well done. Let's talk about let's talk about Kickstarter and kind of how you got here. Sure. One of the questions I asked you beforehand that I wanted to, to be able to discuss on this was um, your your view of how Kickstarter is making an impact here. Would you have been able to do what you're doing uh, without Kickstarter? That's one of the questions I wanted to ask. You know, uh, yeah, the, I, you asked that, and I, I guess I hadn't technically thought about that 
but um but you know i had to now that I, i've considered it it's like this project I, I was working on this project for quite a while like probably a couple of years um, between conception and then just trying to do what I can on the side. Um, Kickstarter kind of accelerates the entire process. You know, it, it, you can actually get a nice buildup of some funding so you can actually spend more time working on it. Cause it's really all about time. I think all of the t- basic tools to make all of the artwork and everything and special effects and whatever are, I have those. It's just, I could, I would just end up spending, you know, couple hours a night for years trying to get this together and uh so yeah like kickstarter really accelerated that particular part of the process and then now what about from my okay so that's from the funding standpoint what Mm -hmm. about just the uh the awareness do you think that kickstarter has allowed you to put a and let's just before i go down that path let's just uh, bring everybody up to speed the project has not as of the taping of this um podcast has nine days to go Mm-hmm. You had a ten thousand dollar goal. You're at twenty three thousand dollars. Yeah, with three hundred and fifty eight backers. Uh, as you look at the stats that Kickstarter has given you as you manage this project, have, has anything struck you about where these people are coming from? And has Kickstarter made it possible, not from necessarily the funding standpoint, but sheer, but just from the sheer ability to say, "I have this project. Please go look at it." Uh, yeah. Well, um, that's. I think that's the the magic of Kickstarter, um, and especially Kickstarter specifically. There's other there's other there websites and such right. doing doing the same thing, but Kickstarter is the one that people know. It's the band aid or whatever of yep. of this kind of thing. And um, there are so many projects being launched, and we were sure to check out successes and failures. But um, so many being launched, it's so easy to to slide underneath and fall away. Um, and uh, but also there's there are websites and you know elements of of bigger websites that are scanning Kickstarter all the time, trying to find interesting projects. And we were lucky enough early to be picked up by um, the Nerdist website. We were their pick of the week, the IO9 science fiction website. We were one of their picks, and um, so that kind of did work for us. That we because you know once once people see those and all that you're going to get all the funding you're going to get out of there. You have to hit the streets and start and start talking to people. But early on we were fortunate enough to get picked up went you know, kind of mini viral and made up our huge part of our funding very early. Um, but, uh, but yeah, to, uh, to reach out to like people early and kind of get ourselves out there, it kind of flips the sort of flips the entire process around that, you know, back in not that long ago, you, make a project in silence, release it, and then hope to find your audience. And now we're Kickstarter is helping flip that over where you find your audience, or at least a portion of your audience early, get them excited about a thing that's going to happen and then make, you know, the, the project is the end result instead of the beginning. Result. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And that's, and that's something that uh, on my show and with my guests, we talk about a lot and that is, I get people asking, uh, contacting me, which I encourage if they have some questions or anything about their Kickstarter project. But so many times when somebody reaches out to me and says, hey, could you give me some advice about my Kickstarter? I mm. launched it last week. How do I get more people to pay attention to it? And I want to say, and I'll say it here if they're listening, yeah. uh, cancel the project uh, <laughs> <Yep>. immediately. <laughs> 
go build up your fan base and relaunch it. And that, that's yeah. not what they want to hear. Um, but you, that's what you're saying, and that's what I've said often, right? Is that the For Kickstarter sure, yeah. project should be at the end of the process, not at the beginning. Totally, yeah. Um, you know, it's weird to to um, to research, and this is this can be kind of painful to do, but you um, you can go see. It's best to go see what projects are on their last few days of funding, because you'll find projects that have zero percent funding, and and you have to question how do you get zero percent? Like, <laughs> is that how is that possible? Uh, you have to know somebody, right? Um, my mother and- backed my last project, and I was very pl- <laughs> I was very pleased with that. Of course, everyone knows somebody. Like you, you think that you'd get something, and um, and but often you can you can pretty much tell why um, they just did not have a, a a game plan. They did not have a plan to see it through, and they weren't. You know, you have to kind of keep your your fun your your backers engaged, or because there's nothing. We're not done with this project. Every single backer we have could cancel. They're probably not going to, but we kind of have to to let them know like how much we appreciate their support and keep them kind of interested in this process. And some people don't even from the beginning, they don't, there's some projects don't even have a video or a very, or or a project that has no focus. Like I'm going to write a book about, I don't know, something. Something. (laughs) Something. Well, people need a little, and then I'm asking $20,000. That's another thing too, is to know kind of the right amount. Because you're asking for $10,000 and uh, after talking to you, I can kind of understand, but for most people, they'd look at that and say, "Really, you're only asking for ten thousand <laughs> right. um, dollars?" Well, we're we are in a heck of an age right now where all that special effects magic that used to be magic, uh, a lot of it is in our hands. I mean, it's right there. We can. It takes some learning to get to know how to do it, but um, but it's not for the industrial light and magic crowd only you know we and and ten thousand does not seem like much but we actually kind of before we even you know me in particular like before we started this project um you know i'd considered making a film for quite a while and and luckily i've experienced a film set i've got a chance to see been on set see all and because sometimes you think about a movie's but even a moderately sized movie's budget and you're like how do they spend all that money like how do they spend millions of dollars on this and if you go visit a set for you know a day a half yeah exactly you you see that there is just an army of people doing and working every single person working hard too it's not like there's someone sitting around or there's an uh, you know overabundance of a type of worker or something every single person has a part and it just watching it all fall together and you're like all right, I see this. There's loads of equipment. There's tons of specialists all doing exactly what they do perfectly. And um, for my first film, I thought, well, maybe that's not the – maybe we should do a movie that needs requires a huge production. So this – of several ideas I had, this is the one we chose because a documentary, especially in this kind of Ken Burns style, if you really think about it, is people talking – some music and then images just kind of you know moving past the screen and it still tells a great story but it doesn't require swinging into full production in the same sure, way sure. so and 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 also like as a documentary um that's something that's made up of parts we can kind of piece this thing together over time we don't have to hammer out you know a week of filming all in a row we can 
kind of film a little bit here, film a little bit here, film a little bit here. So the fact that this project's so modular, like, makes that budget make more sense. Now, of course, more than 10,000 <laughs> can only help because we can kind of... Um, well, we talked about it. You can accelerate yeah. the process. You can expand what your capabilities are. Totally, yeah. You can bring in some help. So let's talk about – we've only got a couple more minutes. Sure. Um, let's talk about after, after the Kickstarter project. This is fun. You're doing mm-hmm. this for fun. But then and – you, and you mentioned your, um, your circles of uh, friends and in, influencers in the film industry. Uh, is this – are you really – is this going to be a serious – uh, film that is put out there that people are going to watch. What is your goal with this film, or is it just something that was fun? We made this DVD and it sits on my shelf. <laughs> no, well, no, I certainly want. I would love as many people as possible to see this. Um, it's again like we're in such a kind of changing landscape for film, for games, for the way you fund film and games. Um, in in the past, like um, you know, a, a short film. What you do with it is you try to get it programmed into film festivals, you tr- and then from there you hope the right person sees that, they make some calls or whatever, and then you can kind of accelerate your career. Um, but now uh, we're we're con- of course we want to make a cut of this film, a short ten minute cut or whatever, to go to film festivals, but that is not necessarily the focus as it would have been. Um, releasing this on YouTube with a couple million views will reach more people than you would ever reach probably at a film festival. You know, it may, they may not be as influential, but they'll still, that can still get out there. Yeah. uh, So this is definitely a serious attempt to make a film and hopefully make another film or I've not divorced myself from games, of course, either. So, (laughs) sure. So, 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 I mean, this isn't just, this wasn't just, just for fun. I mean, this was a serious say, Hey, we're going to put a lot of effort and make this serious. Yeah. It, it, I, I, I won't allow it to just be a fun joke that goes, that goes away. We're really trying to make this, this, I mean, the ultimate goal is of course, someone to watch this and maybe feel something, you know, cause like on the surface, that whole dinosaurs and war combo, um, it, you can kind of laugh it off and it's pretty no, hilarious. I got to tell you, no, I was already emotionally bought in saying, Oh my gosh, what happens if he gets hit? Is he going to, what are yeah. they gonna, how are they going to, tra- I'm thinking, dude, it's fake. <laughs> there are no dinosaurs. It's in the true, world. Yeah. And, and that's another thing I should mention is that, um, this is, uh, we made a very conscious choice to only have one dinosaur. There's not an army of dinosaurs. There's not, uh, there's, a, you will never see another one just because we want to like put all of the emotional focus on this well, one, one soldier <laughs> and, uh, and just all the, the, the things that it gets into. And in fact, we don't even want to call it like alternate history because alternate history kind of suggests that history has been changed and it would lead to a different future, you know, that we wouldn't live in. Um, this is sort of supposed to just be like a it, hidden piece of history that got happened and disappeared. You it. Right. You, this happened. You missed it. We just brought it out. Yeah. Well, Steve, we we are unfortunately out of time. Uh, there's a bunch of more questions I wanted to ask you because because <laughs> it's just I was taken with this. I appreciated that you uh, that you agreed to be on the show. It's been great to have you. Uh, the best of success and luck with uh, moving forward with this. I can't wait to see it. Awesome, thanks, Richard. It's been uh, it's been great. <laughs> it has. You've been listening to Funding the Dream. Go take a look at America's Fighting Dinosaur, a great Kickstarter project that's got just over a week to go. Uh, take a look, and we appreciate you listening. Be sure to check out um, our other episodes of Funding the Dream, and you can find those on thegamewhisperer.com. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you've heard something that's been inspiring. I know I have. We hope to hear from you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.